Hello and welcome to the Success Recipes podcast. I'm JC Louise Broxham and I'm a hypnotherapist and coach. It's my mission to help women to quit worry and take action on those unfulfilled goals and aspirations. And my name is Kaz Wilson. I'm a social media strategist and I help female entrepreneurs and small business owners find paying clients with their social media. The Success Recipes podcast is going to deliver to you exactly what the name suggests. We're going to be talking about real life entrepreneurial problems. So the stuff that goes on, whether you're running a business online or whether it's offline, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. There's a lot of challenges. And on this podcast, we're going to be talking about real life stuff. We'll be coming to you each week with the intention to give you our success recipes. Back to the Success Recipes podcast with me, Kaz Wilson, and me, JC Louise Broxham. We hope you are having an amazing day today. Oh, do we have a juicy topic for you today? Oh yes, this is a good one. This is definitely a very useful, useful one. I am really excited about this one because in the corporate world, this is the kind of information I was looking for, and essentially, it's all about how to get your first client. Yeah, definitely. It is that burning question that everybody kind of fluffs over. Um, everybody's trying to work it out in their particular industry. Um, and I think there's some general, you know, some general stuff that works for any industry, I would say. A hundred percent. And I think their first client, honestly, is the hardest one. It was, oh my gosh, I just remember the struggles. I remember going through and just thinking, what on earth am I doing wrong? Why is this taking so long? Because I knew once I got my first, it would it would open a door. But just getting that first just seemed really, really difficult in the beginning. Yeah, it does. And it like sometimes, like you say, you can take ages and you can be online, you can be doing your thing, showing up, and then just nothing. And it's a really strange feeling when it actually does happen. You're like, oh, okay. Oh my goodness, when it happens. It's, it's exciting. Like, oh, the best feeling. You're like, oh my gosh, this is going to work. People actually want to do this. This is actually a thing I can make money doing. Hooray. Like, yeah. Oh, I swear. It was like one of those Disney moments where the clouds part and then the animals come and say hi and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah definitely. I can remember getting this message from somebody. Um, um, I got my first client from, well, my very first was Face Face and that was through a recommendation from a friend. So that was cool. Um, but it was my first online client came from a, a impromptu Facebook Live that I did. Mm. Um, and literally, I remember I was getting, I was about to go and get my kids from school and had about half an hour. And I was like, right, I'm just going to do a quick live. Mm. And I just went onto a group that I was quite um, visible in at that time. And at that time, everybody was doing lots of lives. Uh, and I just thought, right, I'm going to do this quick live. I had this idea and I just spoke. Um, and then the call to action was like, if you're struggling with this, give me a, give me a, put me a message across and I'll get in touch with you and we can talk about how I can help. Um, you know, locked off, thought probably nothing will come of it. <laughs> and then I had a two days later, I think it was, I had a message from somebody saying, oh, I saw your video and it really resonated with me and I really would love to work with you. I think you can really help me. And I was like, oh my God, this is actually working. <laughs> I love that story. I love that story because, yeah, first of all, that was two days later. And second of all, it was just a live. It wasn't even your group. It was a live in a completely different group. Yeah. I mean, this was, you know, in this, at this time, it's quite a long time ago now. I think it was nearly three years ago. And at this point, it's been Facebook Live was massive. Mm-hmm. Everybody okay. was going live every five seconds <laughs> everywhere. 
and it was the done thing to just to go into any group and go live. It was just the way it was. Um, and it's funny how things change so quickly on Facebook, particularly. Yeah. Um, and it was encouraged at that point to do that. And so, yeah, I just did it. Um, people don't seem to do that as much now, but um, I definitely feel that the lady who actually got in contact with me, she said that she's really connected with me because when I was talking, I, she felt like I was talking to her. And I think that is a good, you know, reminder about video and the power of that. That's a great tip because it can be so easy to sort of forget that or so easy to just sort of get a bit generic and a bit in your head with it. But thinking mm-hmm. about just talking to one person, I think is a really great way to approach it. Definitely. Yeah. My first client came as a result. I had just been struggling and struggling and I was doing all these people's advice and I was, uh, (laughs) I was actively reaching out. Uh, what I mean by that, I was approaching lots of small business owners via Instagram and I was like, Mm -hmm. I'll help you. I'll help you. And it was just getting nowhere. And I sort of recognized that perhaps I needed a bit of help in this area. So at the time, somebody Mm -hmm. I followed had just a quick, course on sales and how to get clients and so I did it and I followed it to the T. I followed all her advice. Part of it was saying you know go into some groups and offer just some free help and just get familiar with people's verbiage and then offer to pitch Mm -hmm. and all all that good stuff and that's how I found my first client was just sort of following that method. I don't know if that's so I know that was such a big thing a few years ago where you sort of talk to people and say oh I'll help and then sort of just hope that they go, oh, yeah, well, why don't you just do it? You know, I know that was a big thing about them. I don't know that that's such a, a strategy that people are using. I think it might be a bit tried and sort of mm-hmm. done with that one. But mm-hmm. I think the premise of it, though, is yeah. chat to people. That was really the core of it. It was stop thinking of numbers and and, and names on screens and start thinking of people as people with businesses and challenges. Yeah, definitely. And finding out what those challenges are yes. and not being afraid to ask, you know, what are your challenges and get yeah. people to come back to you and tell you. Yeah, for sure. It's so important and it's so at the crux of this. And it's frustrating because you you want that first client so badly. And I feel like once you get that first one, it becomes easier. You get more confidence. You start, you can then in your verbiage say, oh, well, the client I'm working with currently, blah, blah, blah. It just changes things when you find that first one. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, it's easy to go online and look at everybody else and think that everybody else is really, really busy with clients. Um, but they're not always. I think there is this kind of like, um, especially when people are new, people like to look like they're busy. Right. Um, everybody does it. And I think that's perfectly fine. But just don't look around you and assume that everybody else is doing or getting more traffic business than you are because it may not be the case I think lots of people are in this situation and also they may find themselves they may be busy for like a year and then they might find themselves back in this situation it's things change very quickly um you know dip and they dive with with you know they might be suddenly really busy again like that's what it's like with small business isn't it you just never know um so it's it's never about getting it right and then you've done it it's just about you know continuing to try new things I think and don't keep looking at other people because they may not help you yeah and it's so easy to front that you know like no one's checking you know unless you're super transparent and there are some people that are about how much money they make and whatnot it's very easy to be like oh my 10 clients I've got when really it's my only be two you don't know you don't know and 
it you know you might get discouraged and think that everyone's got a gazillion clients but they might not it's very easy to front on this <laughs> online world oh yeah Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, so if you are in this situation, perhaps you're not, you know, you haven't got your first client or maybe you just need some help and some ideas on how to get clients. It's prevalent and really useful no matter what industry you're in. So we have some do's and don'ts on this subject. It is juicy. There's a lot of new things being tried. Some, oh, they're so cringy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. They are so um, cringy. Yeah, and the thing is, people do tend to use similar tactics and if you know if you've come across somebody who's used a tactic and then you come across another person who's using the same tactic you suddenly think oh no 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 i know exactly what you're doing and that can be really awkward so trying to be authentic i think is really important oh a hundred percent okay so let's get into it i'm excited okay so first of all our first do is um, to say, really, to say yes to everything. Don't be picky at the beginning. Yeah, definitely. Because it's easy to think, right, that's it. I'm starting my business. I'm only, you know, say if you're product-based, selling to these kinds of people. I only want to do business with these types of people. If you're client, you know, service-based, I only want to work with people that do this, this, and this, and really narrow it down. And I only want to work in this way, and I only want to do this. Um in the beginning, it's almost too early to do that yes. because you kind of need to test the water and lots of different ideas and you know opportunities may come to you. And if you don't try them, you're not going to know what works well and what doesn't. No. For me, saying yes to everything looks like trying to fill... I love uh, Grant, Grant Cardone. He says that white space is kind of the devil bit controversial but what he's saying is if you're just if you just have just so much time on your hands it's not good whereas if you try and fill it with things guest posting being contributors in people's membership sites going to networking events it builds momentum now will Mm -hmm. they all lead to something maybe maybe not but the thing is you can never tell I remember I remember in the summer that I was trying to like really leave my job and I just, I saw this like, oh, so random networking event. And it just happened to be a day. It just happened to be, I was like, you know what? Let me just go. It's a bit of a drive away. You know, I had to go after work and I was just like, go. but I met somebody there who through her, I've actually now come to work with two clients and we're pitching Mm -hmm. all the time with her. She was starting her business as well. She does public relations. I do social media. So we refer each other to each thing. But that was like a random Wednesday in August that I just happened yeah. to go to this thing. And at the time, it didn't lead to anything. And it didn't lead to anything six months later. But, you know, nine months later, yeah, it, it really did. So... Yeah, you never know when it's oh, going to come back to you, do you? you never know. And that's why I say, and you might, if you're in a corporate job, be like, oh, I can't, blah, blah, blah. But that was always the thing with my... Oh, what if I see somebody there I know? What if somebody is there and then is goes running to tell people. But I, I have to tell you that none of that was the case. That was just all in my head. And I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't lie or I didn't do, I, you know, I just, I went in and I said, well, right now by day I do blah, blah, blah job. But by night I do social, I just made it really fun and light like that. And I think this is the age yeah. of the side hustle. I feel like so many people have a side hustle. It's perfectly okay to just be open and honest and be like, well, I'm doing this. I think it becomes a challenge if you, start spouting like 20 things that you're working on you just have to just keep it to the one thing yeah 
Um, and there's an example where I did some free training and, you know, I did some speaking events around um, for some of our small charities in, yeah. in the town. Um, and I remember at the time, like, thinking, I'm really busy. I had quite, I did actually have some clients at this point, and I was quite busy. And then somebody asked me to come and do just a little workshop for um, a small charity for women who needed help with various parts of emotional health and well-being. And I remember thinking, I haven't really got time for this, um, but I'll do it. And I went and did the workshop, and it was really well received, and everyone loved it. Anyway, so nothing happened from that initially, and I remember thinking, oh, I didn't get any clients for that. You know, I wasn't expecting necessarily to get clients, but would have been nice. Yeah. You know, it's always in the back of your head. It's always in the back of your head. And then a year later, a joke, you know, a year later, one of the girls from that who came to watch that course ended up being a client of mine. Crazy. Yeah. You never know. You never know. And had you not done that, you would have not got that thing. Had I not gone to that event, I wouldn't have met that person. So you that's why I think in now now as you go further on can you say yes to everything probably not right so but in the beginning or if you're in a slump and you just need a bit of momentum just start saying yes start saying yes to guest posts start if you see something and someone's making a call for something in a Facebook group just just put just put your hand up yeah I'll do that just don't even think yeah yeah definitely and it's like it's about getting known isn't it so that particular day I didn't get any work from it but I got known yeah. And my name was out there. And, you know, from that, that person then told other people about me. So this is how you get nuts. It's getting yourself out there in terms of being known by saying yes to these opportunities that at the time may feel like a real, oh, you know, waste of time. But they're not. Well, they feel like a long shot. And, you know, you yeah. don't want to be that person that's like, well, X needs to lead to Y. And, but mm-hmm. you sort of have that in the back of your mind. But it's just that X doesn't always lead to why straight away, you know? Yeah. And it builds the bigger picture, doesn't it? So all the little breadcrumbs that you're leaving around on social media. So you might have done a talk here. You might be on social media doing this. Right. You might have done a free session with somebody. And then all the little breadcrumbs and all the little seeds kind of come together and create something. So it's just thinking of it as a bigger picture. Yeah, 100%. So to that end, we would say don't be too picky, Yes, definitely. Um, I can remember trying to niche too early mm. and being like, oh, no, that's it. I only work with these women with these problems. Mm. Um, and all that happened was people kept messaging me going, uh, do you, can you help me with this? <laughs> and I'd be like, uh, you don't fit my niche, but yes, okay. And I'd end up then, that just the whole niching thing became an nightmare because I was, it was too soon for me to niche. Um, you know, I needed to test out who I worked with best. And that almost needs to come from your audience. If your audience comes to you and say, can you have me fit? Then that's telling you that there's the need. Yeah. And you, you, may, you may miss that otherwise. The targeting and niching thing, you know, every, it's one of those things where, oh, the riches are in the niches. And I think to some degree perhaps, but to some degree not. And I think when you're starting out, you don't always know what your niche is. Sometimes your niche yeah. finds you. Yeah, your niche may come to you later on. It may just develop over mm. time, just with the sorts of people that get in touch with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one. Um, I think with product-based stuff, it's obviously your product's going to be for a certain purpose, so it's slightly different. Um, mm. But again, you may grow into other avenues with your products. You know, your products may start to feel like they belong, you know, with the other groups of people as well. So I think you just have to be quite open-minded. Yeah. And don't close the door too quickly. No, it's 
it's tough. And I think some industries you really can be super, super niche, but other industries, I don't know. I think you've got to just have a bit of an open mind in the beginning and just find your groove. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, the nit, I have to say the niching thing really hasn't worked. Like I, I work with people of so many different industries. It didn't work mm-hmm. for me at all. I started off, I really did. I started off and my niche was going to be restaurants and, and hotels mm-hmm. because that's that was the industry I came from and that's what I worked with. But turns out they don't see the value in social media. I can't tell you how many no. restaurants I, I reached out to and they didn't see the value in it at all and they didn't have the time and they were just like, well, you know what, we're kind of, we're, we're kind of okay, you know? Yeah, it's not a big priority for them. No. Um, and I think we, we don't always know what the priority is for people and we have to test it and that's a prime example of testing isn't it trying out different audiences seeing which one your need you know your your services are a priority for yeah um and i found that's changed over time for me as well like i've tried different groups um yeah and it is it's surprisingly it's always you always think you know <laughs> i think we always think we know but we don't always know and we have to be really open-minded and open to trying and testing and just trying that trial and error thing again, which is heartbreaking sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but trial and error is the way forward, I'm afraid, guys. Yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is. And I, I don't really know. It was just so many no's. I just sort of took a step and then I sort of saw in a different direction and was like, well, you know, online service people are online and they don't have, like, they're not in the high street, so they probably need social media more. So it was just sort of a natural progression. But that, like you said, in the, when you were comment about following the breadcrumbs, it is a case of following the breadcrumbs. And if you are bashing down the doors of a certain target market and they're just not listening, at some point you're going to have to read, maybe think, or maybe think, is this the right approach? Are these the right people? And maybe pivot slightly. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and if, if sometimes that means changing your logo, you know, or what have you, because what people tend to do is they like to start, they like set up everything with the niche really clearly yes. labeled, um, and then they have to change it all. Um, so it's quite good to have something that's a little bit more easy to pivot on. Yeah, for sure. Something a bit more generic that you can, you know? Yeah. Um, Okay, so another do we would say is do offer free sessions. There's a big but here yes. though, right? Yeah, definitely. I think free sessions could be really, really useful again to get that customer feedback, to actually say to people, right, look, I really want some testimonials because um, I want to be able to show people how I work. Um, right. But you have to be really clear that that's what it's for. Um, that is the value. I mean, the value of the testimonial, don't ever underestimate that. It might feel like you're not getting money for it, but the testimonial is worth a fortune. It really is to you. Yeah, they they do help so much. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think especially if you use them alongside, you know, particular offers that you're making. You know, if you're making an offer and you've just had a session with somebody who's done that thing, you can then use that to kind of a bit of social proof that, not only if I got this offer, but it actually works. No, for sure. It builds your confidence. It will build your customer's confidence. And it, there's something powerful about seeing the proof. You know, we, this is an age of reviews and Yelp and Amazon and goodness knows what. So, yeah, really helps to just build all that up for sure. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think, like you say, but we can't, you know, you can't do three sessions forever because right. I think that's another safety net that you could get into. Like people can say, oh, I really need help with this. And like I work in well-being. So and I know a lot of sort of therapists and healers and um, people like that who end up feeling like they should work for free because mm. they're helping people. And it can be easy to, you know, sometimes people do message you and say, I can't afford it. Um, and that's completely up to you as to whether you help them or not. But it can be, you know, you can easily fall into that tra- trap of not asking for payment and just doing it for free for too long. So I think you need to set yourself up like a little probational period where you're like, right, this is what I'm doing free session. This is what I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. I had a friend that became a realtor. And um, so I offered to help, but I was super strict with it. I was like, look, you've got three months um if you you know if, if you're happy with it we can carry on if not that's fine but I would just appreciate a testimonial at least so mm-hmm. but I was super that's the thing you've got to set very strict like right this is what we're doing kind of stuff yeah the boundaries have to be there definitely um and also making sure they do um give you the testimonial and I know that sounds really <laughs> obvious but People, it's easy for people to go, thanks very much, you've helped me loads, bye. And then they just don't give you the testimonial. Oh, so frustrating. So you always you have to follow up on that testimonial and be like, right, okay, follow up with them. Would you like to give me some comments? And even if you have to like voice, get them to voice message it so that you type it up, whatever you do, get them to give you that testimonial because it's worth it. And you'll just feel really annoyed if you don't get it. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And you know, you'll think, well, why did I bother doing that? And they are important and they are good to get and and good ones especially are, are worth their weight in gold. Yeah, they really are. It's really helpful to see, isn't it, how somebody else, like you say, it's a world of reviews and TripAdvisor and Amazon review. Everybody reviews everything. And yeah. like, like sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming, it? like you can't buy anything that many reviews, but people are looking for that proof that something is what it is. Yeah sure so okay another don't we have is don't do these funny things where people send dms or pm people without the permission oh yeah i've seen this happen quite a lot um it's i think it was a strategy that some companies were using to help you know get people off the ground you know reach out to people pm people um uh, and what it just makes you feel really awkward yeah it's like the it's like the modern day cold calling, isn't it? <gasps> That's exactly what it's like. You just feel like you don't know this person, you don't know why they're talking to you. You feel awkward, um, and I can imagine it feels pretty awkward if you don't get a message back from that person. <laughs> you must feel like oh, okay. Um, I just think there's better, much better ways to build a relationship with somebody rather than just steam on into their inbox and be like, hi, let me help you without their permission. It's an art, and I think we'll talk about this in our next point, but I I think it becomes an art where you are able to connect with people in such a way where you sort of make them do the initiating of the contact. So typically the way I'll do it is I'll see somebody ask a question in a Facebook group, and it'll, you know, for example, oh, my lead magnets are not working, um what do you suggest you know it'd be like a random question and I will go in and say something like well I found quizzes to be a really great lead magnet I've got a blog post on it if you're interested and yes. I don't I don't spam them I don't send it I don't I just, that's all I say 
And then 99% of the time, curiosity will kick in and they'll be like, yeah, I would love that blog post. And then you just put the link, then that solves a whole plethora of issues. You know, you're not spamming, group people are not gonna get funny with you. Um, you're, you're inviting people to participate. And then what, what 99% of the time happens when they say, yeah, I would like the link, or you know, you say, can I PM you? Would, would you mind if I PM you? And they go, yeah. 99% of the time, at least four, like two to three other people will be like, can I have the link too? Or mm-hmm. can, can you, can you send me a message too? It's like they, they, they want it. They want the, they all of a sudden something goes on in their brain, like, oh my gosh, what is that? And so mm-hmm. I think trying to get that from people is so much more valuable than just this like weird outreach. Another thing I've seen people do is friend people, which is out of the blue, like friend uh, me on Facebook. And it's like, oh, okay. And you know, yeah. fine, whatever, sure, except especially if they know a couple of people in common, like, sure, except. And then you get this message. This happened to me the other day. And this woman left me a message through Facebook via voice. <laughs> and yes, bless this lady. She didn't use my name. <laughs> and she was like, I really like authentic connections. And I just thought to myself, well, this probably couldn't be further from that, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Like, you didn't say her name. It's just, it's just a bit creepy, isn't oh, it? Oh, my goodness. It's just creepy because you feel like, you know, you don't know anything about this person. You know, if you'd struck up, you know, for example, if that girl had been in a similar group to you and she'd um, seen one of your posts and commented on it and had started a conversation with you or whether you commented on one of her posts and you right. started a conversation that way. And then she said, oh, I really want to ask you a bit more about your business. Can I PM you? And you said, yeah, sure. That right. would have been a whole different situation. Right. 100%. That is different and that feels different. And me initiating it is like me, it's like the virtual equivalent of me like opening the door to my house to you, right? Right yeah, now, like, that, come in, have yeah, a cup of tea. Come in, have a <laughs> cup of tea. Right now, you're having to like steamroller through my door, which no one wants that. You let me open no. the door to you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I do think it's a lot, it's a, you know, we used to have this with Facebook groups where people could friend you. Mm. and then put you into their Facebook group without your permission. But that has now been stopped, hasn't it? They can't do that anymore. Um, yeah, people Facebook have to be invited down a bit to join that. the group. Mm-hmm. But it's just amazing because that's like, I was getting so many notifications from groups I had no idea I was in, which was just ridiculous. Um, you know, but it is, again, it's like a Facebook group is like your house as well. You know, you want people to feel they're invited and that they can join of their own accord. Yeah. Um, it's just like a like human conversation, isn't it? Having proper conversations as if you were all in Starbucks together. Right. How would you approach that person and have a conversation? You wouldn't just barge in, would you? Right. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's a very funny thing. Yeah, so we would say, for sure, we would say, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> it brings us on to our next point, which is about being social, isn't it? Yes, this leads so well on to our final do, which is about being social on social media. Yeah, so definitely. And social in a human way, in a way that you would, you know, how you communicate normally with people right. is how you should communicate online. You know, be yourself, be friendly, chat to people. If someone's asking for advice, give them advice, a little bit of advice, and then say, if you want more, then, you know, I can help you with that. You know, if you want to get in touch with me, you're more than welcome anytime. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's this is good to do in 
Facebook groups, I find. And yeah. if you have a situation and you're part of a few groups, to just go in very regularly and just start commenting. Or if somebody has a question about your subject area, just like be proactive and answer. You might find you answer the same question 20 times in 20 different groups, mm-hmm. but you know, it's sometimes there's a lot of things that people are stuck on right now, you know? So, mm-hmm. but as you, you'd be surprised what that does. People get really nosy about the people answering the questions. They appreciate you helping them. Out of the blue, they'll just, you know, check you out. They might like your page. They might join your group. You'd be surprised how out of the blue people just, you know, find out and rummage around and check you out. And yeah. Then, and then... Yeah, the checking you out is a really interesting point, actually, because people, if you're commenting and you've given some good advice, they might think, hang on, who's this cast chick? I'll just click on her profile. Right. That's when you really must make sure you've got your business linked to your profile. <laughs> because wow. if you haven't, then you'd be like, oh, how am I going to find out what they... It's really useful to have that link, I think, there. That's a massive, massive do. If you're going to do this and you're going to, in your, especially if you're on a corporate job or something, you are going to have to let go of the fact that you're going to play small because it's not going to work. And we've talked about this before, but if you're in a corporate job, yeah. you, you absolutely, and you're going to start networking in Facebook groups, you absolutely have to have your business in your profile. You will waste your time if you don't. People will not know what yeah. you're doing. You just look like some rando hanging out in Facebook groups. And I tell you, the minute I set up my business page while I was at my corporate job, I mean, I nearly threw up doing this, but I set it up, I linked <laughs> it, I started doing, things really started to change because then you are not the person that works in the thing. And sure, did it get me in some hot water in my job? I'm pretty sure, but whatever. I was leaving it anyway. I was leaving it anyway. Who cares? Like you're leaving it anyway. Yeah. You're not there. Yeah. It's not your future. Just, and just think- do it. It's an element of confidence that comes with that because once you obviously put that in your profile, then your family and friends are going to see it and all of that kind of thing. So it's a really good move because it really makes you own that this is what you do. This is what you can help people with. You know, I have that on my profile. And I remember the, like the first time I did it, I was my child was just starting school at the time and I was getting to know lots of new mums. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I wanted to kind of feel like I fitted in. And then I was like, there's my Facebook profile saying that I'm doing, you know, I'm a hypnotherapist and I can help with anxiety and I'm all over Facebook. And it was like, oh my God, I don't think I fit in if I'm like this. But I was like, well, do you know what? What would I prefer? Would I prefer not to get any clients or would I prefer to carry on standing out, carry on, you know, letting people know what I do? And you have to make a decision as you're happy to, if that's who you want to be, you have to wear it proudly on your profile. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, it has to be done and you will notice changes and you will, you will see an uptick once you do it for sure. So yeah, definitely. Okay. Right. So to recap our do's and don'ts, we would say do at the beginning, say yes to everything. So whether it be guest posts or, you know, opportunities or networking events, go ahead and say yes to everything. Don't be too picky about what you're doing. Um, Do go ahead and in the beginning offer free sessions or free services, but definitely make sure you set boundaries around it. Um, Don't get those testimonials. (laughs) Get the testimonials. Um, Don't PM people without their permission or do any of this funny outreach activity. And of course, do be social on social media. Yes, it's all about getting known at the end of the day, isn't it? And if you're being social, you're having conversations, you're being useful, you're sharing your skills, you're sharing who you are, 
being visible, you're going to get known. And just know that if this is your first business and your first time, you can get that first client. It may seem really hard. It may seem really difficult, but you can, it, you can do it. And eventually if you're you persistent enough, they will come. So don't, they will. Faith. And it's just keeping that mindset strong and keeping yourself really focused. This will happen. You can do this. It just may take a little bit of time to just keep going. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Success Recipes podcast. Do please leave us a review and a comment and why not share this with a friend who might need our advice. Make sure you subscribe to keep up to date with all our latest episodes. Now, if you're looking for a resource to help you stay on track with your success, visit thesuccessrecipes.com forward slash planner to download our free success recipes planner. Use it daily to help you stay on track with your goals and with your business growth. Once again, go ahead and visit thesuccessrecipes.com forward slash planner to sign up for our Facebook messenger and you'll get the planner sent straight to your inbox.